the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. My wife is a lawyer, so I showed her the Indiana law because I, I don't like to talk about things that I haven't looked at in the uh, the the in their original form. So I went to read the uh, the law. I didn't understand a word. I mean, literally a word. I didn't understand anything that was written. I, I like I will read a little to my audience to, so that they'll understand the jargon with which it was written. And then I so I said, Sue, who's a trained lawyer. Could you read it? The same thing with her. So first, even if you, John Eastman, did understand it, why was it written in such opaque language? Well, it's it's written in response to a Supreme Court decision from a couple of decades ago. And I and I think um, uh, in order to understand the current controversy, we have to grapple with what the Supreme Court did. So uh, kind of to try and put this in layman's terms, uh, certain rights. Uh, particularly those that are listed in the Bill of Rights, uh, we treat as fundamental. And that doesn't mean they're absolute. Uh, They can be restricted if government has a compelling interest and the restriction is narrowly tailored to further that interest. And and so that's kind of the legal test that it has developed when when the government does things that infringe or burden our fundamental rights. uh, 20 years ago, the Supreme Court, in a case dealing with uh, peyote and uh, Native American tribes that use peyote in religious ceremonies, um, uh, the fellow ran afoul of uh, Oregon or Washington, I forget which state's laws against drug use uh, because peyote was, was a, a listed drug. And the Supreme Court held that the old test, the longstanding test, this compelling interest or strict scrutiny test that we call it, was no longer going to apply in religious liberty cases. That if it was a generally applicable law, uh, just because you had a religious objection to it didn't get you an exemption from that law. Uh, you know, laws that target your religion, different matter. But but a generally applicable law that you know is applied to religious and non-religious folks uh, generally, uh, you don't get a religious exemption from it. Congress reacted to that because they thought that there was you know the, the reason we have a Bill of Rights is to protect. Uh, you know, fundamental rights, even against majorities that would infringe them. (laughs) And if the majority infringes your free exercise of religion, you ought to be able to have an accommodation, a right to be able to exempt yourself. If you're a a Quaker and have a fundamental religious objection to uh, actually serving in the military, we've long recognized your right to uh, be exempt from that and come up with other ways to serve the common good. All right, so that's that was the issue. Congress responded with what was called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. It was passed overwhelmingly in Congress in the 1990s, signed into law by President Clinton, and it's virtually identical in language to the Indiana Religious Freedom Restoration Act uh, that was passed here recently. Um, well, then, wait, happened, wait, 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 forgive me. Why does Indiana or any state have to pass a law that was already passed? Well, because we have a federal law, and then when that federal law gets challenged, the Supreme Court held that Congress can impose that additional burden on itself, on the federal government, but it has no constitutional authority 
to impose that additional burden beyond what the Constitution requires, as the Supreme Court has interpreted it, on the states. Then why didn't they simply pass a law? Indiana now affirms for Indiana what is affirmed for the United States of America through the Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 19-whatever. Well, that's what they did. No, no, why why didn't they say that? Just say that. Well, well, it it would it would have been very difficult to attack Indiana then. No, that's right. But 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 the problem is, if the federal government changes its law, Indiana is now looking at a moving target. So typically what happens in these things is the states use the same language. But then that codifies the existing rule in their state law, even if the federal government later changes its rule. Then then wait, wait, so that you see. You're a lawyer, and I am an, an advocate. Uh, I, I advocate certain values, and I and I know what I think. I often know what language works for people to understand something. Then why couldn't it be said that the state of Indiana affirms the uh, federal rest, federal religious freedom restoration act for the people of Indiana? I know you say it's a moving target, so they say, and irrespective of whether or not. It is changed by the United States government at any time. We reaffirm the law as passed in, what was it, when, what, what was the year? 1993 uh, or 94. Uh, okay, or of 1993. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's it. Then, that, would, that, would, that would certainly be possible. But, but I think what Indiana was looking at is, you know, we've got uh, 20 other states uh, that over the last 20 years have adopted state RIFRAs. We call them Religious Freedom Restoration Act, so state RIFRAs that are identical. They did exactly the same thing that Indiana has done here. Uh, and so this, this new uh, uh, brouhaha over Indiana uh, you know, n- n- never existed before when other states adopted the identical things. <laughs> well, right. And, of course, there's, not, there's no mention or even hint of anything to do with gay or not gay or, or anything else. It, right. It's Right, exactly. No, so what's so what's what's real clear is that uh, those those longstanding uh, rifras. Uh, by the way, they 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 really don't help much because here's what the test is: uh, if you're if a government government action is, is burdens your religion, uh, the government can continue to burden your religion only if it demonstrates a compelling interest narrowly tailored. And so that's what the test is built into the statute, built into the text of the law. Um, now, if I'm a if I'm a restaurant and I say I'm not going to serve blacks coming into my restaurant, well, the government has a compelling interest in preventing that kind of discrimination in a restaurant, and so your religious liberty claim, your RIFRA claim, would lose. Uh, uh, I suspect the same thing would be true if I'm running, you know, the the, the pizzeria, and and uh, a homosexual comes cups in to my restaurant and asks to have a pizza, and I say no, I don't serve uh, gays and lesbians. The government has a compelling interest in, in, in preventing that in a true public accommodation, um, uh, and so and so even though that creates a cause, it creates a defense. The defense would probably not be successful uh, on that, and that's you know. So all of this brouhaha has just been manufactured nonsense. Um, well, prior to this law, uh, the pizzeria says I will, without question, continue as I always have. To make pizzas for anyone, no matter uh, what their sexual orientation, it is of no interest to me. However, if I'm asked to participate, participate in a, an event that violates my deepest religious principles, I can cannot do that. Prior to Indiana passing that law, what would have happened to that pizza owner? 
Well, nothing in most of Indiana. Uh, what 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 triggers the concern here is that several cities in Indiana have added sexual orientation and gender identity to their non-discrimination city ordinances. Uh, and so if you are running the pizzeria in Indianapolis or Bloomington that has these ordinances, uh, then and then you could be charged with violating the public accommodation statute. And without the RIFRA, you would have no... Well, but that, but wait, isn't, it, it, isn't the non-discrimination based on sexual orientation federal law as well? No, it's not. There's no sexual orientation provision in, in the federal law anti-discrimination statutes. Oh, okay. So, do, do, so, so couldn't that couple say, well, let me ask you differently, because as a lawyer, tell me, which trumps which, federal or state law? Well, well, federal law trumps, but, but, but the federal law on this is the, is the watered-down protection for religious liberty in the First Amendment. And since the Indiana, Indianapolis sexual orientation and discrimination statute would be a generally applicable law, you do not get a religious liberty defense without a RIFRA. And so the religious claim would lose. They would be forced either to go out of business or to participate in that event. All right. Uh, that's what I want to, to have explained when we come back. And we're talking about the Indiana law, and, I, and what I'm striving for this hour is clarity, period. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's not an easy subject. Let me raise a, a point here, John, that the, the, the Wall Street Journal in a great editorial about the, the left-wing hysteria over this issue, and it's another form. That, that's a modus operandi of the left is hysteria. It's a, I documented 11 of them in, my, in a recent book of mine. So he, he, they write, for example, should a Native American printer be legally compelled to make posters with an Indian mascot that he finds offensive? Or an environmentalist contractor be compelled to work a shift at a coal-fired power plant? So uh, let's take the the uh, Indian printer first. For, uh, right now, this, I guess, is not a RIFRA issue, a Religious Freedom Restoration Act issue, but it's some sort of issue of freedom. Can a Native American who says, I... I my values do not allow me to make this uh, cartoon caricature of an Indian. Would he? Would he pass muster? Well, you know, he would make a free speech claim rather than a religious liberty claim, and we've not watered down the free speech protections in the same way we've watered down the religious liberty protection. So he might he might succeed in that. Um, but if you if you change the the thing a little bit to make it you know on a protected class issue, uh, so I'm I'm uh, so you you, fi- you find somebody who's a, a white supremacist and it goes into a Kinko's that is owned by an African American. And they say, you know, I just don't want to buy a ream of paper. I want you to design um, my my flyers for my KKK rally. 
right? And he says, no, I'm not doing that. Now, that could be treated as discrimination on the basis of race because it's a white supremacist group uh, that he's being asked, and that would that could run afoul of, of the, the anti-discrimination public accommodation law. And yet it's nonsense to force him uh, to engage in that. All right, but so the question is, would he be forced right now? Would he be forced in a court? Well, it, it, it's quite possible he would be. Uh, and, you know, and if we change the hypothetical a little further and make it explicitly a religious issue uh, rather than a race issue, uh, then he can definitely be, be, be forced. And so, and so here's the problem. We've now, we've now treated religious liberty as something that you get to practice only in the confines of your own church or synagogue uh, and, uh, or, or home that once you walk out into the public square and actually try and earn a living, you have to leave your religion behind. And you've seen this subtle change. It's no longer freedom of religion, but they're calling it freedom of worship. See, and so because that, that confines it to the actual worship service rather than uh, the all-encompassing aspect of your life. What if heterosexuals uh, decided to have a wife-swapping party? I mean, they, these things exist. This is not a, uh, you right. know, a, 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 a made-up thing on my part. And a religious uh, printer doesn't want to print up invitations to a wife-swapping party. Is that, uh, again, can they be forced? Well, uh, typically the public accommodation statutes don't protect uh, wife swappers as a protected class. So, you know, they, the, the wife swappers would not have a claim that they're violating the public. All right. Now, what about my argument that there is a world of difference between the individual, which I do support? I, I think that, you know, morality, forget legality, but morality should demand that whatever your position on homosexuality, you sell your product to a gay person. It's a non, to me, it's a non debatable issue. But that's, there's a world of difference in my view, but maybe this is totally uh, uh, unlegal thinking, uh, between an event and an individual. That, that's right. Or, or even what kind of products you're going to carry. So, so let's use the example of a baker. Uh, I'm a Christian baker. I make uh, Christian-themed cakes. I don't make other-themed uh, cakes. And so you come in to me and ask for a cake. I've got uh, a Christian message on the cake, and I have a, a, a bride and a groom cake topper that I put on top of it. You insist that you want two grooms on my topper. I say, well, I'm sorry, I don't carry two groom cake coppers. Uh, well, it's, it's now illegal <laughs> uh, in those cities in Indiana that have added sexual orientation to the public accommodation statutes for you to not provide a product that you are not carrying because, in their view, it discriminates on the basis of sexual orientation. Uh, and, 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 and so now let's translate that exact hypothetical uh, to a kosher deli. Well, you don't you don't serve ham sandwiches in your deli, and that discriminates against people who don't share your religious faith. I demand that you provide <laughs> those because I have uh, I have a right uh, in the exercise of my religion uh, to to eat a ham sandwich, and you don't have a right in the conduct of your business not to serve it to me, <laughs> right? Well, it, well, uh, what, what does the left say to that? Well, they they say that's not that's not the same thing. You're not discriminating against on sexual orientation, you know. Or, but or you're they, discriminating based on religion, yeah, exactly. which is equally uh, illegal. Exactly, and the, and the and the problem is, you know, the rule the rule was always um, it's government that can't discriminate against citizens. Private people discriminate 
to, you know, that, that word has become only a negative connotation, but to be discriminating in our affairs, to be discriminating in our associates was, was in the past considered a virtue, not a vice, right? Um, and, 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 but, but government had to treat all citizens the same. And so we have the 14th Amendment that says no state uh, shall deny people the equal protection of the laws. Um, but but if I say you know what I uh, I'm gonna I I, I have a, a a room in my in my house I'd like to rent out I want to rent it to a, another male rather than a female or if I, if if I'm a female and I want to advertise for a for a roommate uh, uh, I, you know uh, I only want women to apply not men that's discriminating on the basis of gender and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh, By the way, are you are you allowed are you are you allowed to do that? Well, uh, if you if you uh, in some places, no, because you can't advertise a, a gender based discrimination. Is that true? There yeah. are places you can't say I want a woman roommate. That, that, right. Men so, don't so, apply. So a lot of the a lot of the ordinances say, well, you know, if you're if you're just looking for a room in your own house, we'll exempt it. But the general principle of the public accommodations laws. Uh, uh, would otherwise, if there wasn't a specific exemption into it, would otherwise prohibit that. And yeah. So All right. Hold on there. I ended by with a statement that helps the clarity, not legal clarity, but philosophical clarity. One does not understand the left if one does not understand since the French Revolution. That has been that was one of the great differences, if not the greatest differences. There were two huge differences between the French and American revolutions. The French Revolution was secular. Uh, and was uh, had equality trump other values. The American Revolution was religious, was God-centered, and had liberty trump other values. Uh, so the, the 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 left has always been with the French Revolution, and that is what is the case here. In the case here, the equality equality of gays trumps the liberty of the individual to say, "I cannot participate for religious reasons." Uh, in your ceremony, I will sell to you with great joy, whatever your sexual orientation. But for the left, that is not enough. You must celebrate, you must participate in a celebration that your religion does not allow for. It's 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 an amazing thing uh, to, to those of us who love liberty, but to the left, it sounds perfectly reasonable, and they loathe religious people who think otherwise. I'm speaking to John uh, Eastman, professor of law at Chapman University. So let me let me ask if I didn't ask this earlier. With without a specific law regarding discrimination against uh, based on sexual orientation, would the uh, would the person who doesn't want to sell his cake or his photography abilities to a, a same-sex wedding have a case thanks to the Federal uh, Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Well, uh, so it's going to depend on whether there's an anti-discrimination public Right, without that. Without, 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 without that. No, 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 wait, wait, wait so forgive me. Anti-discrimination on, on sexual orientation public accommodation right, law. Right, yeah, so, Okay. So if sexual orientation has not been added uh, to the state's public accommodation law, then, then the, the person who's denied service doesn't have... The, the, the cause of action in the first place. And that's why, by the way, restaurants all over this country and businesses all over this country have signs up that say we, re- we reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. Now, that the laws, the public accommodation laws that say, okay, that's fine, you have that liberty, but you can't use it to 
refuse service to somebody because of their race or their sex or their national origin. And now we've added in, in some jurisdictions, but not all, sexual orientation. Right. And does that equal, or is this yet to be decided, does the sexual orientation of the individual mean the same exact thing as an event of, of people of sexual orientation X or Y? Well, I, I, you see, I would argue that it doesn't. So even if you've added sexual orientation to, uh, to the public accommodation law, such as Indianapolis has, uh, that's saying, okay, fine, I'm not, dis- I'm not refusing to serve you because of your sexual orientation. I am, however, refusing to cater uh, a, an event that violates my religious beliefs. Right, so if that went to a court, I don't understand how could that go to a court in Indiana and be ruled against? I don't. What would the judge say? S- screw your religious principles. Well, the, I think I think a, a good number of judges would say, well, you're you're not just refusing an event; you're refusing event that is tied to their sexual orientation, and so therefore, this really is sexual orientation discrimination that violates the public accommodation law. Because the public accommodations law have now been written very broadly. It's just not, it's not just what we used to think of. Uh, I'm running the, the hotel or the restaurant or the theater. It is now the provision of any goods or services in business. And so this is how I've now completely occupied the field that, that your religious liberty stops when you leave your front door or your church or synagogue. So then Indiana did have to pass this law. They did, absolutely. But, but they and, did. And but the, Indiana didn't have a sexual orientation accommodation law, so why did they have to pass it? Tell me that when we come back. Uh, we're going we're to have this clear by the end of this hour, folks. This is unbelievably important in American history. It's a major moment in American history right now: liberty or equality. Which revolution do you identify with, the American or the French? People who are pro-choice on abortion argue that they're not pro-abortion. Uh, in fact, many of them say that they personally are opposed to it, but they believe that a woman should have the choice to do something that they consider wrong. Why would they apply that to uh, religious liberty? That, uh, you know, you should have, you, you know, I, I don't agree uh, with your decision, but the, I'm pro-choice uh, with regard to religious liberty. It, it's, it, it's very selective, uh, in the way they have the notion of choice. But I'll talk about that another time. And uh, I, I just, now I want to move on to the, the latest uh, developments, obviously. So Indiana has now passed law, which it did not have, a state law banning discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Uh, with that, They have not repealed the, the Re- Religious Freedom Restoration Act law, correct? Yes. Well, no, they've kept the, they've, they've not repealed it, but they have said um, this doesn't give you any defense uh, to a sexual orientation discrimination claim. So they've the, the, the very reason, the very purpose, the law was. Oh, passed. so they so they have invalidated the law with that, regards to the the pizza person. That's right. Well, at least the pizza person or the baker or the photographer or the wedding planner or anybody else in the cities that have added. In fact, it's it's now actually worse. That's exactly right. They have now codified in the, on, on a statewide level the protection for sexual orientation and gender identity. Uh, so let's not forget that. that they, you know, the, the, gender that, identity as well. So therefore, uh, what uh, Planet uh, Fitness did, they, they kicked out 
they actually expelled a member, a woman. I don't know if you know of this case. They expelled a woman who was a member of a paying member of the of Planet Fitness because she objected to a man being in the uh, women's locker room. Uh, but he said that he felt that he was a woman. Right. And so she was expelled for objecting. Right. No, this is this is. I mean, it it is it is Orwellian in their redefinition of language, and then and then forcing the loss of liberty in order to get people to comply. I, I don't. Non- I, yeah. It, it, I hate to say the following because it dispirits people, but I, and I'm not dispirited because I fight. Uh, I have no choice. Uh, just because you're losing doesn't mean you. you you get dispirited. But I, I also don't want to deny that we're losing, that there are so many Americans, especially young Americans, who believe that it is noble to force an American to bake a cake for a ceremony that their religion prohibits uh, is, uh, means we're losing. Right. No, that's, that's unfortunately right. And, and if you put it in the other context... They, you know, the, the the political correctness of the other context means that you're probably not going to have the loss of liberty there. Uh, although, you know, we're going to find examples. I want to go back to your comparison to the abortion issue, though, for because because this imposition on liberty and conscience is now succeeding in the sexual orientation arena, we are finding an increasing use of the same tactics in the abortion arena. The old uh, 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 kind of agreement to let the opposing sides have their own views, uh, that you know, a nurse doesn't have to be forced to perform and uh, facilitate an abortion um, or what have you, is, is going by the wayside. You're, you know, we're increasingly seeing people told if you're going to get a medical degree, you have to participate in this. If you're going to get a psychology I did, I did not know that. Yeah. And so, and so this, is, this is a dangerous uh, mission creep <laughs> that because of the success on the sexual orientation loss of liberty front, they are now expanding their efforts to 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 re back go back and regain ground in fights that they thought they couldn't uh, gain ground. All right, now now finally, because I, I I I've been dying to get to calls, but there's just too much to clarify between you and me. So right now, uh, the back to our pizza man or our uh, baker, uh, they have no case. Or they still have a case? Well, no, I don't think they have a case. Uh, the, 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 the fix, the amendment uh, uh, that was uh, signed on Thursday uh, says that this chapter, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which was designed to give them a religious protection against you know, the, the sexual orientation ordinances, this chapter does not authorize a provider to refuse to offer or provide services, facilities, use of public accommodations, goods, employment, housing, to any member of the general public on the basis of race, color, religion, ancestry, age, national origin, disability, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, or United States military service. So there it is. Uh, so in a, uh, we, uh, in a city in Indiana, such as Indianapolis or Bloomington, that has a public accommodation statute, that it's not limited to the actual facility, but is ha- in how you provide services, which means, you know, catering the wedding. Uh, you cannot use the Religious Freedom Restoration Act that they passed two weeks ago. Uh, to, to All right, fine. So, so you can't use that uh, act. Fine. Okay. But can you use the U.S. Constitution? No. No, because the, the the Indianapolis statute is a generally applicable law, 
and courtesy of that old case I talked about in the early 1990s, Employment Division versus Smith, uh, you don't have a religious objection to a generally applicable law. Your First Amendment free exercise of religion right doesn't protect you. Okay. All right. Uh, this is... Uh... This is a seminal moment in American history. I I I I, tr- I don't want to overstate anything, but I don't I don't think that that's an overstatement. It is it is really, it's the first time in my life I do feel that uh, the American Revolution is being undone. The entire premise of the f- the founding of the country, which was a religious liberty is now being undone. Is that fair to say? I think it is. I think it is. And, you know, Dennis, I applaud you for trying to bring clarity to the issue because the level of misinformation that has been put out by our nation's elites, the media, the, you know... Well, no, I know. And, and the, the, the hysteria, as I said, which is a... Uh, it's like the hysteria over uh, Ferguson, Missouri. is all based on a lie. Completely. 100% lie. Hands up, don't shoot was a lie. Everything that was reported was a lie. We'll be back in a moment. I'm happy to say that I look as you, at, at your topics, and I think I've covered all of them. The only one I would like is Jules in Alhambra, California. Or, uh, oh, and Cliff in, in, in Dallas says, Cliff in Dallas, people should be able to discriminate. I am now on that of that belief, Cliff. I have actually come to that. Barry Goldwater was right. I was wrong my whole life. Uh, he warned, uh, he was completely pro-black. He founded the uh, NAACP in Arizona. But he said, uh, we we are going down the anti-liberty uh, roller coaster uh, uh, if, we, uh, if we pass this law. And he turned out to be right. In the long run, it is hurt. I have said as a Jew, if, you wanna, if you're an anti-Semite and you don't want me in your country club, I, I would uh, prefer that you have the liberty to be a bigot than for me to use the government of the United States to jail you for being uh, a, a, a bigot. Uh, it is the threats ultimately to this country are much greater uh, coming from the American government than the American people. Uh, uh, but the left has contempt for the American people and thinks that all laws must be shoved down our throat. It's, uh, but uh, the Alhambra call raises the issue one final time. Does the First Amendment protect this or not, irrespective of people passing laws about sexual orientation? It, it does not, unfortunately. And uh, Well, I, I don't under... Why not? Well, because because of this old Supreme Court case. Uh, and, and by the way... Wait, which, also, which Supreme Court case again? It's Employment Division versus Smith, and it dealt with uh, peyote. And somebody was uh, terminated from their job because they used peyote in their Native American religious service. Uh, and the law was, uh, and he raised a religious uh, claim to this termination. And the, the Supreme Court ruled that because the law, the drug law, was a law of general applicability, not targeted to religion, then you did not have a right to say you could uh, be exempt from the law because of your religious. So if a law were passed that uh, one, uh, that uh, for health reasons, uh, no one can put a wafer in your mouth. That would be okay. That that would be okay under that decision. And and uh, 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 if if we pass the law banning uh, alcohol, uh, then you could not use sacramental wine. Yes, that's right. So 
So, All right. and, and the answer to that by Justice Scalia in this opinion was, well, uh, you know, the, the way to get that is to get an accommodation uh, All right. through the political process. Well, that means it's not a right, which is... John, we got to go. God bless you. Thank you, sir. We'll be back. I'm done. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.